Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm-mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. From the halls of assembly, you'll hear us scream and shout. I love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hello, Ward. Eric, Eric, Eric. Yeah, man. Uh, Let's just get through this part quickly. I tried stepping down from my steps in my back patio like a normal human would, and I failed, and I broke my foot. We now have quite a bit of tape of you falling down. Are you going to put the tape in that I sent you? Yeah, I... I thought I would be a little more ambitious and make it like a mashup with all three videos you sent me over the last year. Yeah, knock Um, yourself the fuck out. I was just glad this video did not have audio because when you initially sent it to me, I was like, I know something bad is about to happen. I hope I don't have to hear it. So I'm kind of like, I kind of like gritting my teeth and just waiting. And I'm like, okay, no sound. And then the fall, of course, what happens to your foot ankle looks terrible. And so that's like, oh, but then as soon as you start writhing around on the ground, I just lose my shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good for you. Good for you. Uh, my dog didn't give a tumbling shit. No. I mean, you see all these people post their videos. Have you seen these like videos? That's a very popular trend online of like people like try to tr- either it happens authentically where somebody falls into a pool and the dog freaks out and tries to save them or they try to fool the dog. Like, look, I'm drowning. And right. the dog like runs around an obstacle course and then flies over 15 feet. My dog, Bailey, was... Cheney was getting a nap in inside. Bailey was looking for shit to eat outside, and that's not a euphemism, and it's not... She's looking for shit to eat. (laughs) She kept looking for shit to eat, and the only time she came over to me is when she realized that I rolled around in likely shit, and she was going to try to pick some off the backside. So... It was, it's a bad situation. It's a broken foot. I am likely getting surgery. I will find out definitively tomorrow. Uh, I am in a boot. So I do feel at one with the Indiana university basketball team of recent years, because everybody seems to, it's like a rite of passage. Yeah. Right. But they're, they're doing like unbelievable athletic things and you are sometimes like it just stepping, like you're taking a step. You know, and it's I like I think we do need to whether it be somebody at a running shop who can look at your the way you walk, because I've seen you stumble countless times when we're walking around Bloomington. Like there, th- there is now an established pattern here and you look, mm-hmm. hey, at least it wasn't like a compound fracture of your ankle. You know what well, I mean? It might be next time. It might be. We're working up towards that for <laughs> sure. It did. The second it happened, I heard it. This was the first one that I heard it crack. You heard, okay, so the crack was a different sound from the pop on the one out front. Totally. This one, I felt a bone crack. When I went writhing in pain, Uh I I wasn't looking at it because I was 80% positive that a bone was going to be shooting out of the foot. I I mean, I really thought that that's what it was going to be. It's just hitting me now. Wasn't the first one Halloween last year? Yeah, it's been a year. So there's been, this is three in like just over 11 months. I mean, there's been three like significant ones. There's some others that I just didn't send you video on that were like, I averted disaster, but they still happen. Look, here's what I'm going to say to you and your reaction to it. Fuck yourself. Yeah. And, and (laughs) I just want to move on now. Uh, And you know what? I want to talk about a company and a guy who would never treat me Actually, that's not true because oh, yeah. I told him what was going on. He would definitely, definitely yeah. treat you the same way as me. Here's what he said. Here, I'll read you what he said. I mean, it was it was several of them. 
One, you need to install ramps. Yeah. Yeah. Two, you should sue yourself for the step placement. Three, please get a knee scooter to bring with you to Vegas. Four, I'm going to send you caution tape and cones for your front and back steps. Then I told him what you said about getting me walking tutorials. Yeah, walking lessons. Walking lessons. And he really enjoyed that. (laughs) He really enjoyed that. So anyway, we are, through this gentleman, powered by... CommunityCars.com and fade out now look if you have a catastrophic foot injury he's not the guy that you want to be talking to but if you need a car he is and that's the good news about their sponsorship it has nothing to do with moral support for foot injuries I disagree completely. When <laughs> when Evan Martin and community cars are involved, we never have to walk anywhere. I believe what Evan's really been trying to do in providing us transportation when we come to Bloomington is avoid what exactly happened in your own backyard. He's trying to get you immobilized before you can hurt yourself. And that's only because of how much he cares about Indiana, Indiana basketball. And he knows that if you go down, you know, you take part of the program with you. Um, that That's a testament to you and all the work that you do. But Community Cars, what they do is make sure anybody in Bloomington, anybody in, in Indiana, anybody in the lower 48, we're, we're still talking to them about Hawaii and Alaska. It's, it's, the, the verbiage is a little confusing. Yeah, we're, our research team is still on it, though. It's been hard to track down an answer. It, it has, but we are certain that if you're living in the continental 48 states, you can get the best deal possible and the most pleasant scenario possible, whether it be online, in person, using smoke signals through community cars. Uh, we love these guys, and we've never once injured our, uh, ourselves inside their car. I just realized I could be jinxing us for the next time when we get in like a terrible like three-car oh, no. pileup. But for now, we are completely without injury in a community car. Yes. We are not without injury while talking about a community car, which we're doing right now, and I am injured. But that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about football. So we've got a big announcement to make. We made it yesterday live on Spaces and through social media. But let's put a pin in that for just a second and talk about the fact, uh, because I think the two dovetail, uh, the game against Cincinnati. Yeah. Look, that first half was brutal. I mean, the whole game was rough, was brutal. We did show some fight in the second half, which I was really happy about. And look, at one point we were down 38-24 with the ball. And had we scored there, then it's a ball game, you know, with plenty of time left. I I was just sitting there at that moment being like, they made this exciting. It it didn't last too long. Yeah, your texts were funny in the chain. (laughs) I think your texts were exactly in one moment. We're not dead yet. We ain't dead yet. To and then <laughs> we're dead. We're dead. And that was there was about 30 seconds in between those two texts. I well, I was holding off on the we ain't dead yet till feeling like we really have some momentum going. And I credit this team because we've had a crawl out of a hole every week this year, which is not ideal. But when three out of the four times it worked, um, you're like, okay, well, there's there's some fire and togetherness here, but it's going to take more than that to run the brutal gamut of the Big Ten season. Really more man. of a gauntlet. Totally. Um, how about the fact that our man, Cam Jones, who we announced last week as the Hoosier Hysterics first football ambassador, NIL collective ambassador, had 11 tackles, three solos, eight assists on, on tackles. I mean, the guy, when he hits somebody, he doesn't miss a tackle. They go down. And he just... He's got such great energy out there. It was, I, I, it's not his fault that the team gave up those points. The the secondary was terrible. I mean, it was he, just got burned. His instincts are are next level, and uh, it is a credit to the coaching staff that as they've brought him along over the years, and you know whether it be the 
the stinger or the heavy or the high husky stinger right yeah <laughs> that they get him into space where he can use his acumen his eyesight his instincts and fly to wherever the ball is because when you're getting in double digit tackles that's that is next level stuff and you know now that he's uh, officially a part of what we're doing here I felt like I was hitting those guys out there without any of the pain, just all the satisfaction and joy. I I am with you, and I, I want to hit that because I think it's important to the overall message we're going to talk about here. But I want to just say this about the game. While watching the game, I just said to myself, well, they're just better than us. Like, they just look, they have more talent at more positions and more depth than we do. That's what it felt like to me. And the truth is, when we play in the Big Ten, we play against teams that are mostly more talented than us. And there is no doubt that Tom Allen has upped the overall talent level of Indiana football in his tenure, six seasons, than it was the six seasons prior. I have no doubt about that. And maybe the most talent that we've had since Mallory's heyday. And maybe more, you know, truthfully. But when you look at, like, recruit recruiting class rankings – He's doing unprecedented stuff, but we're playing a huge game of catch up. And most of what Tom Allen has done on the recruiting trail has happened before NIL got activated. Yep. And NIL has been a game changer for all the sports, but specifically the revenue sports and hyper specifically football. It's it requires a ton of investment to and, and commitment to make an impact when it comes to NIL for football. And we held a spaces yesterday where we announced the HH football NIL collective fund. Basically, we have started a secondary fund that is exclusively for IU football. You put your money into this fund at hhnil.com. Click on one of the football buttons that you'll see at the top of the screen. Your money 100% goes to the football program. Not 99%, not 90, no finder's fee, no costs taken out, no bait and switch. 100% of your money that lands in that account goes to football players. We have an opportunity here to, you know, are we going to have Ohio State or Alabama or Texas money in football anytime soon? No. But there's a lot of other programs in the in the Big Ten that don't have these huge backers throwing in millions of dollars. And I think I, I can speak for myself, and I feel like Tom Allen is – is a coach that if he was given even like the average amount of talent in the big 10, he, he always gets, well, look last year injuries, yada, yada, but we can, I can say, I still think he is somebody who coaches up his players. He elevates them. You know, they don't quit against a team like Cincinnati and they keep fighting, even if they're overmatched talent wise, depth wise. So I think if we can just help this man continue to, you know, get up in, into that that second level, that second tier of talent below maybe the Michigans and Ohio States and Penn States, but in the mix with those other schools, we're going to be competing and winning against the, the, those other schools if we can keep up with them for four quarters. Because it's like, oh, even if we got 22 pretty good guys on each side of the ball, uh, I don't know if that can sustain for four quarters as it stands right now. Yeah, I'm totally with you. And I wanted to say this about what you said about Cam Jones, that since we made the deal with him to be a Hoosier Hysterics ambassador, you felt like you were out there, like vicariously living through him. And it's interesting because I actually think NIL does what your fantasy football team does for you, right? Like you pick players in your fantasy football league, and all of a sudden, even if they're not on the team that you root for, they become your guys. You get more excited about what they're doing. You totally. become fans of theirs. Yeah. You put skin in the game with NIL, and all of a sudden, you become even a bigger fan. You know, you put money into the collective, and we make a deal with Cam Jones, and all of a sudden, Cam Jones is your guy. Like, yep. you had a real impact there. You are changing his life in a very real way. And that's what we want to do for the most impactful football players that we can find. A lot of people have asked since our announcement yesterday, why the change of heart? We explained it on the spaces that you can find on Twitter. You can go on Twitter and find our our spaces session from yesterday and listen to it. I think we do a pretty good job of explaining it, but I'll just say there were a lot of factors, but not the least of which was we saw a couple other places pop up recently that were trying to take advantage of Indiana football players, in our opinion, and take a huge cut for themselves and enrich themselves while trying to make some NIL money. But it really was a, 
a means by enriching them, and we didn't like that. Ours is 100% to the players. And we love Tom Allen. We love IU football. If not us, who? So we started the collective, hhnil.com. Click on the football collective buttons, and you can give 100% of your money. 100% of that money will go to football players. And just to be clear, ever since we set up the collective, if you said, hey, here's X amount of dollars, I want this to go to the football team or even specific players, set up a deal, figure it out, that was always on the table. But because yeah, it was harder to do on the individual level, like $5, but you're right. There were several donors that gave us significant stuff that said, hey, I want this to go to women's basketball or I yes. want this to go to football. And we did that. We, we made sure that we did that. This but is different than that. With football being the other big revenue sport for a lot of schools, the much bigger revenue sport, that just to be able to go to the website and see like, oh, this we're now calling attention to specifically this, a call to arms. It's like, yes, you know, you guys know our love for IU basketball and our ardent belief that if IU basketball gets back to where it belongs, looks like it's it's heading that direction this season, that that in time is going to help bring all other sports up with it. But for those of you who don't have that kind of patience and just want to funnel money directly into football, well, we're just bringing that more into focus and making it that much easier to go in that direction. Absolutely. HHNIL.com. We need your support. Let's talk about basketball. Huge weekend of recruiting. Big this time. weekend. Big as time. we have two five stars from that same pro factory, Mount Verde, down in Orlando, where we got Jalen Hood Shafino and Malik Renew. We hosted Liam McNeely, originally from Dallas, and Derek Queen from the DMV. Derek's that- been at that wasn't Eric and I who hosted them, just in, in case any of you were nervous. It was actually our coaching staff and the, and the rest of the team. Very true. And and very good for Indiana recruiting that we did not host anybody. Much, much more effective. But look, I mean, I, I'm many fans are like me, and I'm sure a little bit like you. Guess what? The visits went great. Guess what? They hit all the right buttons. Guess what? They were impressed with what Indiana has to offer. Yes. Uh, Derek Queen's mom was there, loved it. That's great. Liam McNeely's mom and grandpa were there, spent good time with Woody, loved it. We'll see now. These are battles. Texas is going to be a real battle for McNeely. It's his hometown school. Chris Beard is a beast on the recruiting trail. And Maryland, the hometown school for Derek Queen, he's got a comfort level with the coaches there. That's going to be a battle there too. But, you know, you only, you, you miss, you miss. 100% of the shots you don't take. All of them. That's right. Yeah. And look, hopefully uh, in the in the coming classes, we'll have some of these natural advantages. Uh, but in the meantime, it, probably in the next one, two classes, uh, we're going to have to take more swings. And it's certainly like the scholarships are being handed out like candy right now. Yeah. But but the candy is going to like top kids, right? there. It's, it's almost almost exclusively four and five stars, a, a couple threes maybe with some potential. Um, but I do think maybe it's more of a numbers game. And then you look at somebody like Liam, who seems to have this real affinity for uh, the history of IU basketball. Hoosiers is his favorite movie. It's like, well, if you are going to steal somebody out of their backyard, if you are going to tell them about nobody cares about basketball in Austin, it's just going to be you and crazy Chris Beard and like 12 other dudes. And that's it you know maybe we can hopefully we can win a couple three to sustain ourselves until the crop in indiana is is risen i like that you used couple three you threw that in there and i agree liam mcneely is the kind of kid you go for that you have a shot at that makes sense to go for a region that's outside of yours and we've got the mount verde connection now liam's just starting there so we'll we'll see what that means but liam uh I am sure that Jalen and Malik having a good experience at Indiana so far and throughout this season is going to have some impact on Derek and Liam. If they have a great experience, it can only help us. If they have a bad experience, it will hurt us. I mean, (laughs) it just will. So let's hope both those are good. The other huge piece of news, Flory Badunga, five-star mini Shaq, you know, that's had one of the most interesting recruitments so far from the Congo, plays for Kokomo, He's coming to Hoosier Hysteria. Big G Herbo fan. Well, I want to talk about that a little bit. But look, I don't want to get into this recruitment because there's we'll, – we'll spend some other time. There'll be plenty of time to talk about this recruitment. But this is a kid you got to go for. 
it seems like he's receptive to the message. He's coming for an unofficial visit to Hoosier Hysteria, along with a ton of other people. And and G Herbo is performing. What's your take on G Herbo? I know you're a huge G Herbo fan. Went over to G Herbo's Spotify page, expecting to be like, well, the kids like it. I liked them. I, I I went several tracks in um ps uh ptsd i think is his like kind of monster track yep. i really like that one and then if you go down into the artist's description they can talk about more of the artist their story where they come from and here's a guy out of chicago young man who's really committed to the community developing like messages of awareness especially around mental health issues and i just was like pretty excited that like oh i like the music he seems like uh uh a good young dude to be around. No, is it, did I did I not read deep enough? I, 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 I yeah, I don't think you read deep enough. I mean, oh, okay. I'm just gonna say you're right about the community stuff. The guy's got some stuff in his past that isn't great, but has he has he killed anybody? No, but there was a domestic abuse issue. Okay, all so right. I, yeah, I look, I I don't know G Herbo from a hole in the ground when it comes to what he is like as a human being. Right. What I know is that, look, I work in the business of music stars. You and do. you have to look far and wide to find somebody that doesn't have something bad in their past. Sure. I'm not excusing anything, and I don't know what happened. But he is really meaningful to the young audience, really meaningful. I mean, I get stats from Apple Music, and his name comes up all the time as yeah. somebody that young people really like. And you can see it's already got some social media attention from former players of ours, from current players, from yeah. recruits are interested. So Indiana is being dragged, kicking and screaming into the modern era. This is something that you and I have pitched them for a while. It's something I've had conversations with they should be doing. They have clearly reversed their mindset because not four months ago they were against it. But here they are for it. It's happening. And well, it's and, really exciting that there's going to be a ton of recruits there, a ton. And to that end, you know, look, Scott Dolson's still relatively new in his position, and we know how much recruiting was a priority priority of his coming in um, and when he had to figure out who the next coach was. And clearly this coaching staff understands what recruits are looking for, even in a campus visit. And so I tip the hat to all involved with the decision because there is no doubt looking at those players' social media posts that this was the coolest thing Indiana has done for Hoosier hysteria maybe ever in their oh, in, no, in, no doubt. And in I also want to point that there – yes, it is for the recruits that are in the room, of course, to make it a hip, cool event but it is just as much for the recruits not in the room. How often did we have to hear about like Snoop Dogg at right. Kansas or Villanova or UK, right. you know, Drake? Yeah. And and what I like about this is this this guy seems to be more on on the come up, you know. I don't know how long he's been a he's big He's been around dude. for he's not he's not like a brand new guy. He's been around a little bit. I mean, look, he's got 7.7 .7 million Instagram followers. It takes a little bit to build that. He's been around for several oh, years. Over 7 million Spotify monthly listeners. Yeah, so, no, uh, it's it's great. And the social media um benefit from this is I I mean just say it, it's immeasurable because it's really tough to quantify it but it will make us cool. And look, part of Scott Dolson bringing in Mike Woodson, the NBA pedigree, the swag, Yasir Roseman, all that, is to make Indiana cool again because we haven't been in quite some time. And this is part of that narrative, and I love it. Yep, yep, no. And who knows if that's uh, a big factor and why Flory decided to come, like, hey, we're going to have G Herbo, come on down. But anything that gets him to Bloomington, I feel like if we're going to have a shot with any of these guys, with McQueen, with with Liam, it's like just Queen It's not Steve McQueen. It's did I say McQueen? Yeah, it's just Derek Queen. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're going to get him to change his last name. I mean, look, it's, it's uh, Liam McNeely. See, that's what I did. Yeah, I, my brain. There's there's so many connections in my brain. Sometimes the wires get crossed. It, it's Liam McQueenly, 
and Derek McQueen <laughs> and, and, and Derek Queen Neely. Yeah. <laughs> um, both of these guys, we got to get them out of other parts of the country, ultimately where they're from, where they're playing hoops now, but get them to the magic of Bloomington with a, a cool event. I mean, they're missing the cool event, but they know that's going on They're They're around the players. I'm sure all excitedly talking to them about it. Flory will be there. Some other recruits, some guys, you know, like Gabe cups who are already committed Trent Sisley for 25, you know, it's Raleigh Burgess. It's a, any excuse we can give these players to want to get to Bloomington uh, gives us a better shot at landing them because I do think Bloomington, look, I have not been to the Maryland campus, but I promise you it is not as nice as Bloomington because God's country. It's in Maryland. Yeah. Maryland sucks. (laughs) It just sucks. Except that it did deliver us the wire. Well, yeah, but in large part because it sucks in, in full part because (laughs) it sucks. Um, Yeah. They're not making any, uh, like five season high end gritty dramas about life in Bloomington. No, you know why? Because it's fine. <laughs> it's re- it's real nice, actually. Yeah, you're not gonna get shot and then buried in a a warehouse or whatever it was. Uh, yeah, I was like, you know, you you could end up dead in a quarry, I suppose, in Bloomington. Ooh, boy, you know what? How- this is this is too dark <laughs> because there has been bad shit in Bloomington that I don't even want to talk about. All right, listen, we're talking basketball. I'm really excited for this interview because I think it's the biggest enigma on the team. And it's somebody we spoke to for the first time almost two years ago. And I love the, his name's come up a lot recently after the media day that Indiana did. His name was bandied about by the likes of Trace Jackson Davis and others. And I want to go straight to the horse's mouth and talk to this gentleman. So let's get to it. Okay. Here comes a guest. Here comes a guest. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. As Eric mentioned, this guy, people are talking about this guy. So we figured maybe we should talk to this guy and see what's really going on. Eric, who do we have here today? Let's remind everybody who this is, because I feel like they may have forgotten because we did talk to him two years ago. And it does seem like it's been 20 years since we last talked to him. But we are talking to a gentleman who hails. Well, really, I think originally from the Chicago area by way of Cincinnati, Ohio. He played for one of the great programs in the Midwest and in the country, Archbishop Moeller High School in Cincinnati. He was a four-star recruit coming out of high school, ranked 73rd in the country, according to 247. By the way, all we hear about is we need top 80, top 90 recruits. Well, guess what? We got one right here. As a sophomore for Bishop Moeller, he helped lead the team to a 29-0 state title, undefeated. Junior year, they were 26-1, number one in the state, made it to the Elite Eight before the season was canceled because of COVID. He was third team All-Ohio that year, first team All-Southwest District, and All-Greater Catholic League. His senior year, the team won a district crown. He was a McDonald's All-American nominee. He was All-Ohio first team. Bottom line, this dude was a winner also. Let's not forget that this dude showed out when he went up against Caleb first from Purdue in the AAU circuit. Also, but we don't have to get into that. Also, or don't maybe forget, we do have to get into that. Don't don't forget the eight foot four wingspan, seven foot four wingspan. Oh, you oh, are right, exaggerating right, it right, by okay. a foot. <laughs> but yes, the seven foot four wingspan, uh, a man that our previous coach said when asked about him, said he's just a winner. And that's what you hear about this gentleman when you talk to anybody who was around him in high school in AAU. He was a freshman last year. It seems like he is back fully healthy, ready to go, has put on some weight. And and just in the recent media day was talked about somebody as being a real key to the puzzle of the next year's team. Ladies and gentlemen, we are talking to none other than Logan Duncombe. Thank you, guys. Did I I get anything wrong? No, I think you got it. (laughs) You seem a little tired today. Not tired. It's been a busy day of school, I guess. Yeah. Was today the first day of practice? Did you have real practice today? We start real practice Wednesday. Ah, okay. So (laughs) is it... Wait, let's let's get right to it. There's there's more going on on the face here. For those who can't watch at home, it's no longer a, a stash... We got a little bit of a beard going. Is that going to be the season look, or are you just experimenting right now? I'm not sure. I don't know. I've been growing it out over the preseason. I, I might keep it. I might shave it. We'll see. Yeah. 
Let's have go. you considered? Could you grow the big bushy beard? Could is that in the cards for you? Hey, I don't know. I don't think so, but we'll see. You never know. All right, so let's talk a little bit about just how you're doing right now. It's been pretty well documented, Logan. That you know, at the beginning of this summer, I think you had your tonsils out, um, which sidetracked you for a little bit. But a lot of talk about you putting on weight and being fully healthy for the first time in a, in a long time. Give us the skinny. How are you feeling? And uh, and how would you evaluate your your health and and physical fitness at this point? Well, I feel. Uh... I mean, I feel healthy. Last year, I was dealing with uh, a bunch of illness, too, like just getting sick randomly. And I think that was partially due to my tonsils. So getting them out has really helped me to to stay healthy. Um, I got my weight up. I'm at like 240 now. So, And where being, did you play last year at? Where were you at last year? Uh, like during the season, probably at like 220, 225. But at the end of after at the end of my tonsil recovery, I was at like two oh seven. Wow. Holy crap. So when you're you're out there banging with the big boys and there's there's big boys on our team, can you feel that extra twenty, twenty five pounds? Is that helping you already on practice courts? Oh yeah. Well like I'm just I don't get pushed around as much. Last year as a freshman I felt like sometimes like there was nothing I could really do. And it was just like, oh well, he's fucking big <laughs> but uh, this year i feel a lot a lot more confident in my ability to like play defense and post up and you know be able to mash down there uh when you were at 207 post tonsils is cliff marshall a big part of how you go from 207 to 240 and what are you doing to go from 207 to 240 what have you changed in your diet to get there um cliff marshall was a big help yeah, he just basically forced weight gain shakes on me <laughs> after lift after skills workouts it was just forcing me to drink I and mean, those things are like two thousand calories a, a glass Ooh, God. So three meals a day plus extra four thousand calories and you're looking at a crazy excess but then it was also like well it can't just be fat so you mix that in with a bunch of conditioning over the summer and gaining about two pounds a week through the entire summer i I mean it kind of sucks because you're eating to excess and you're like this is gross (laughs) (laughs) but i feel good now so yeah he was a huge part of that just and to then, follow up on that real quick, Ward, uh, if I could. So much of your game that we read about and that we know the previous staff loved, and 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 truthfully, what this current staff loves, I've talked to them about it, is your motor. That like you never stop. You just you can go from end to end, and you just keep going. Did putting on this weight uh, has that changed at all for you? Did was there ever a moment where you're like, man, I'm more gassed than I normally am because you're just you know, carrying more weight and, and how has that been? Um, at the beginning, like when we first started practicing again in the preseason, it was my first time like really playing with the weight back with the weight on. I did feel like a little gassed and I was like, man, I'm running out of breath a lot quicker. But um we were doing condition like hard conditioning over the entire summer as well. And so as we started getting more into that too and getting closer to the season, the actual season, which is coming up, I felt more confident in my ability to keep going. What about the skill side of things? So much has been talked about in terms of your, your physicality and just, you know, like you're a dog, right? Like you, you want to get down there and, and pound in the low post, but you have a nice touch too on your shot. And I know we hear so much about coach Woodson and staff encouraging everybody to shoot. And I just wonder where does that kind of factor into maybe some of the work you put in over the summer or outside of practice? Um, are you taking shots from the outside like other folks or where's your focus? Um, not so much from the three. I mean, over the summer I worked on my three point shooting and I mean, all like, you know, just all around game. But I think most of my focus is like within the arc, being able to hit mid-range jumpers and also have good touch around the rim. So, Logan, 
the the media day was just a few days ago. And one of the big stories that came out of media day was, you know, the leader of the team, the star of the team, Trace, really singing your praises and talking about how your development and how you're playing in practice is going to allow him to do some different things as well. How did that, did that message get trickled down to you? How did you hear that Trace had talked about you and did it mean anything to you? Did you give you like more pep in your step when you hear the leader of the team talking about you like that? Um, so I found out my mom was like, Oh, Trace said some nice things about you on Twitter. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, look at Twitter. So I looked it up and I saw it and I appreciate what he said. I mean, I guess it, it gives me more confidence in that. Like I can, I can play with these guys, like guys like Trey Jackson Davis, who's, arguably one of the best if not the best bigs or players in the country mm -hmm. and so him saying that being like all right well i can actually play with guys like this it, it is a confidence boost when we have got to hear people talking about you coming into this season but largely as iu fans you know didn't get to watch you play in high school um didn't get to see you much last year what what should we expect to see from uh, from you on the court? What like how would you describe yourself as a player rather than everybody else's words kind of being the impression we're coming in with? What do you think um, we should be expecting from you? Um, I say just kind of like a hardworking player. Just like I'm a guy who's gonna set like some tough screens. You know, get out yeah. to the boards. I get a, get a couple buckets down the paint, but just like just mashing on guys and just like outworking guys. You do seem like the kind of player with the attitude that just annoys the shit out of the other team. And it seems like that's a role that you would relish. Am I far away from that? No. <laughs> <laughs> do you have do you have certain things that you know you like to do, like go to moves to annoy the other players that you're playing against? I mean, I couldn't share those, or else people would be looking up for them. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair you, enough. You came from such a winning program, and and IU has not really been that. Um, it started becoming that towards the end of last year. And I do wonder, and, and look, a couple of these freshmen showed up from from arguably the best prep school in the country, won a couple national championships with all your hardware from high school. How do you how do you feel like this this team is as far as a winning mindset? You've you've been around that. You see what it takes to get through a season undefeated and finish your season with a win. Do you see that mindset developing in the program at IU? Yeah, I feel like the guys are much more competitive and it just seems like they want, they want it a lot more than they did last year. Not saying that we didn't want it last year, but just guys seem really dialed in. And like you can tell even in practice, like, like emotions run high sometimes just because of how bad, like when we scrimmage each other, just because of how bad each team wants to win. And like oh guys be talking shit to each other and like, you know, some sometimes it might get a little out of hand, but I mean, our coaches reel us back in. It's like, if there's been some really good competition, guys are, I think, pretty excited for the season, what we got, what we have a chance to do. Logan, because you do come from such a winning mentality and you played, you didn't just come from those teams, you helped make them that. How hard was it for you last year to to not play much. I mean, I just think on the mental side of things, going from playing all the time and being either the star or the number two on virtually every team you played on for the last, what, five years, and then to come into college and have to sit that much, did that wear on you mentally? And how did you deal with that? I mean, like, it's frustrating at times, but, like, I understand, like, the coach's decisions and, um, like... I'm just I'm I I just understand that like I'm gonna do whatever coach wants me to do, and when he does give me that chance to go in and play, that I'm gonna play as hard as I can for however many minutes that is. But I mean, it's frustrating. Of course, I want to play, but it's not something that's like ruined my mentality or confidence. Good.
I would imagine it helps your confidence not only to like hear what Trey says, but you are actually playing against him with him on a daily basis, along with race. And and everything we've heard about Malik is that he really has come in and he, he's not built like a freshman. How like how does that help you just like because there's only like 30 plus games a year. There's way yeah. more practices, way more scrimmages. So it's it's got to instill you with something when you're getting something done on either end of the court against your own teammates who are better than a lot of the guys you're going to go up against in the Big Ten or non non conference opponents. Like, can you talk a little bit about like maybe what you've you've learned from your teammates and added to your own game? Um, well, you talk about like the confidence thing. I, I guess that goes both ways. You'll have practices or stretch practices where you're like, man, I'm really holding my own or, man, I'm playing well. And then there'll be those days where you're just not having a great day and you get dogged on. And there's like, fuck, man, this is – you feel like you take a step back sometimes. But, I mean, I feel like after, like, you kind of learn for – like, as I've been playing against Trace, I've learned like, – I feel like I've learned his game more and i feel like i know how to guard it better and so yeah it's a confidence boost being like okay so if this is how bigs are playing at this level like i feel like i can guard trace i can guard anyone have you dunked on trace in practice i have before yes did that feel real good Yes, but I will say he's dunked on me a lot more than I've <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I want to ask you this, and, and, and it's one of the things that I think is really commendable about you. We are in an age of college sports where you were a top recruit, high four-star, came out of a winning program, top 80 recruit. If you don't get the playing time that you think you're going to get or that some people want, very easy to just pack up your bags and transfer and go find a school that's guaranteeing you that you're going to play. And we see that all over college basketball. I mean, what is it like over a thousand people were in the last two transfer portals? You were more. not. Um, what was it, Logan? More than that, even. Was it like 13, 1400, something like that? It's an insane number. But you did not. And I would imagine that you're a guy that would have had plenty of suitors if you wanted to active 610 skilled long uh what was it about you and indiana that made you say no i'm not going that route i'm going to stick it out here i'm going to bust my ass and i'm going to try to earn some playing time next year instead of taking the easy route uh well I, it's a couple things uh i mean i love indiana i mean i like uh, i like all the relationships i made and people i've met here and you know, I, I like being here so I guess that's the first part. And then I like our team and I believe in our coaches and I think we've got a good thing coming. Like I feel like our team is really actually making something here. And, you know, like I think our coaches can be tough on us, but that's something I like. I like that they're able to say, and they do say like, you need to stop, like you need to step up, you need to do this and that, or you're not playing very well. And, like they're straight up with you, they're forward. And so I like, I appreciate what they're doing and I believe in their system and what they're uh, hopefully turning Indiana basketball into. I, I do think about um, the, the chemistry of the team and it's something we've talked to quite a few of your teammates about uh, in the off season. Not too many people left. Uh, a couple did. You got four newbies in, uh, but I'd like to get your perspective, too, because it seems really important, uh, maybe a difference between good teams and great teams. Y'all y'all kind of mostly like each other and like hanging out, right? It's it's it, it, The relationships are are almost in some ways bigger than what just happens on the basketball floor. Yeah, I mean, all the guys pretty much hang out with each other. Like, I don't think anyone, like, really hates each other. Uh, the guys kind of like, I mean, the guys will hang out in the locker room like an hour after practice just talking and then uh, go home and hang out with each other at each other's places. So I, I feel like there is a lot of camaraderie with this team here. And 
everyone's like everyone's got like everyone's best friends are on the team mm, that's great yeah one of the hallmarks of bob knight teams at indiana was uh kicking players out of practice and the stories that got associated with if you got kicked out when do you come back in do you come back in right away do you pretend like you weren't kicked out it is something that to be honest we've seen firsthand with woody a little bit that he has taken that page out of coach Knight's book. How have you learned? What does it mean to get kicked out of practice and how do you handle, when do you come back? So I've been kicked out once and it was near the end of practice. We were scrimmaging one another. So that's really our last thing we do. So it was like second half or something and he kicked me out and I, I attempted to actually sneak back in without <laughs> seeing. And then my one of our assistant coaches, I, I believe it was Kenya, was like, what are you doing here? He kicked you out. Get the fuck out. <laughs> okay. So sure the rule is if you get kicked out, you're done for the practice. And with other guys who've been kicked out, that's pretty much how it goes. You're kicked out. It's You're done for the day. Is it fair to say that you got kicked out not because you weren't doing something right, because your competitive spirit kind of took over? Yes. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, working. Uh, who's who's the coach working with you guys the most? Because there's there's uh, Mike Roberts isn't on the team this year. There's no there's no huge coach that's the obvious answer. So who's down on the block with you most of the time? So the big man coach is, or the guy who works with the bigs mostly is Kenya, Coach Hunter. Mm-hmm. So Coach Hunter works with us a lot and a couple of the GAs uh, uh, like uh, Isaac will uh, help uh, help work us out, and which is kind of funny because both point guards, if anything, and Isaac's not a very big guy. but Right. That's a nice way of putting it. What, t- tell us a little bit more about Isaac. Sure. What what he maybe what he brings to those particular sessions, helping you, but just as an entity to the team, because he's he's always around, he's always working hard. But I think most IU fans don't really know or appreciate what he brings to the program. Yeah, Isaac Green, he's uh, one of our GAs, and he just knows the game really well, and he's just one of those dudes who. Like you can literally text him at any time and be like, Hey, can I come work out with you? And he's going to go work out with you no matter what. Like he'll say like, even if he's at dinner, he says at dinner now, I'll be there at like nine. So he's just one of those dudes who's like completely invested into Indiana. I love it. Do you ever, when Kenya uh, is coaching you, do you ever just put him in the torture chamber? Just say, okay, yeah, you go ahead, guard me. Let's see how this goes, big man coach. No, I wouldn't say that. Sometimes he uh, decides to guard us bigs in our drills, and and sometimes we'll take turns just dunking on him. <laughs> <laughs> but then he usually subs someone else in to play defense. Yeah, yeah, that seems like Kenya. You, t- you talk about that these coaches are hard on you, and we have a different relationship with the coaches, obviously. You know. Yeah, they're hard on us too, Ward. They, they are. They <laughs> are. But ultimately, we could always just like walk out of a assembly hall with no repercussions if they hurt our feelings too much. But is there – we we hear a lot about players in this day and age. It can't just be somebody giving you a hard time and telling you what you're doing wrong. Uh, do you feel like there's a coach or, or even – multiple coaches on the staff that when you are having a bad day, do they, they come in and they pick you up or is that mostly something your teammates need to do? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'd say like coach Hunter, if I'm having a bad day, I mean, they're not going to be all like lovey dovey with you and be like, it's okay, buddy. (laughs) They'll be, they'll be like, Hey, you got to step it up. And like, I mean, they're not going to come out and say, like, you're bad at basketball or nothing. Right. So I, I don't think it's ever gotten to a point where you're just like, man, these guys are dicks. Right. I mean, they're just there to honestly help you. But um, you guys like Kenya, um, Jordan Holes, um, Nick, like those guys. I mean, they've always uh, – I feel like they're always there to be like, come on, like, 
you know, just kind of like encouragement, like keep going, you know. One of the things we love about you, Logan, and that your teammates and coaches, even though it may drive them crazy at times, love about you is there's no bullshit with you. It's just straight honesty. So that being said, here's some questions. You're in a fight. It's you and against two guys. You get to pick one player from your team to be in the fight with you. Who are you picking and why? Trace. Really? Trace is a fighter. Uh, I feel like no, but yes. Okay. I feel like if I feel like I well, I've seen like our teams had like little boxing matches before. Oh, nice. Like, but just messing around and I feel like Trace is uh the undisputed champion. Oh, okay. Oh, I like uh, that. And I feel like if he got mad enough and there's no repercussions. I feel like he would he would be he'd be the guy I'd want on my side. All right. Okay. And otherwise I'd choose me. Do you do you want to pa- ask the other side of that question? Sure. The, and I'll give you one for yourself. Uh the flip side. Who would be the last person you would pick to be on your team in the fight? Sean Burke. <laughs> <laughs> West Coast, right? West Coast soft. West Coast weakness. Oh, he's so soft. <laughs> okay. Hey. There. Oh, go ahead. You got more on Sean? No, no. (laughs) You, the last person, the last person that you would want to be roommates with, whether because of bad hygiene, just messy around, like what? who's the last person you'd want to have to shack up with? Sean. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I am roommates with him. (laughs) All right. You're in a hot dog eating contest. You need a competitive eater as your partner. Who are you picking? Hmm. I feel like like Nathan Childress or Hogan Arbaugh could put down food. Yeah, Hogan chili. looks like a guy who could put it down. And chili, just that that's a nickname that makes sense for hot dog eating. I feel like it's chili. <laughs> I feel like chili would have like the 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 Joey Chestnut like dunking the the mm-hmm. bun in the right like he would have a system already in place. Yeah, no, he would. I mean, I, he could put down some dogs. Okay, good. You've you've been selected for America's Got Talent, but you have to get your wisdom teeth out. So you got to you got to tap in a teammate. Who are you picking, and what are they going to do on America's Got Talent? Hmm. I'll take Jordan Geronimo, and he's a dancer. Whoa. Did okay. not know that Jordan had them dance skills. Well, you didn't know he had the moves? Did not know that. I mean, I think I've seen maybe a TikTok or two where you guys are all screwing around, but I did not know that Jordan had real moves. We're going to have to oh. get him to show us. He's got the moves. Uh, let's talk about this real quick. Hoosier Hysteria is right around the corner. Uh, I don't imagine you're a big G Herbo fan, but Indiana bringing in a big music act for Hoosier Hysteria for the first time. What's your take on it? What's your teammates take on it? Is it as important to the overall event as some of us who are on the outside think that it might be? Oh, yeah. I well, I just think it's big for just for like the program and recruiting and kind of getting students out there this early because I yeah. feel like it's that a bunch of students are going to want to go to because G Herbo is pretty big uh, for guys our age. Uh, I don't know. I don't know a bunch of his songs, but I know a couple of his songs. and I do enjoy them. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I know the team's super excited because uh, I think our team likes them a lot. So it is a big deal. Oh, yeah. That's great. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I think guys are definitely excited for it. You mentioned getting the students involved early. Even coming back for FanFest in August, the students had just shown up and talking to them campus, Kirkwood, it's very evident how excited they are for the team this year. Can can you feel the positivity around the program, not just within the walls of Cook Hall and Assembly Hall, but the campus and Hoosier Nation as whole? Is that is that positivity seeping in? Is it is it creating any extra pressure? Um, you know, I haven't really felt anything different. I think a lot of the students are are focused on the football season on hand right now. Sure. So I'd say that's probably why, but uh, I haven't heard anything negative. 
people have uh, come up and asked me, like, how are we looking this year? I said, good. You know, I, I feel like we got a good team. People seem to be content with that. Who Who's your favorite music act? If if they came to Logan Duncan and they were like, money's not a problem. You get to book Hoosier Hysteria's music act for you. Who would you book? Probably Luke Combs. There we go. I like okay. that. Okay. I like that. Um, like, let's like go down with that too. Wait, say that again. I feel like more students would get down with that too. Yeah. 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 I like Luke Combs. He's a good artist. Very good. You want to you want to talk about food? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So you 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 need to keep these these calories up. This calorie count up. Um, the you can go to one place. Cliff Marshall's never going to find out. You can eat whatever you want in Bloomington. What is the the dinner, the meal you're going for? I'm going to Culver's, and I'm getting double butter burger with everything on it, a large cheese curd, and a large drink. Yes. The shake. Yeah, you got to get the shake. Those custard shakes are incredible. For money. All right. I'm totally with you on Culver's. Love it. What if we said to you, you have to get a pizza? Where are you getting pizza from, and what is on the pizza? You know what? I haven't. I haven't even had most of the pizza places here. I'm not. I guess I'm not a giant pizza guy. I usually just buy. I guess my go-to is a frozen pizza. Mm. Wow. Mm. I used well, to not, be really into Tombstone frozen pizza when I was a kid. Do they still make those? They do. That's a good frozen pizza. I like that. I go, I go DiGiorno if it's up to me, but my wife's been getting cauliflower crust pizzas lately. Not as bad as it sounds. Not no, as it's, bad as I, it sounds. I, I don't mind the... You're not going to do that, Logan? You're not going to do a cauliflower crust? Well, I mean, you're losing out on calories. Yeah. 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 That's a good Which point. Which is good when you're 44 years old, not so much at your age. Um, what's, your, what's the least favorite class you've taken so far at Indiana? Least favorite? Finite. Yes. No. That's... no. Oh. A two hundred one. What is A two? Is that accounting? K two hundred one is. Okay. K two hundred one. It's one of the first uh, Kelly business courses. Are you a yeah. Kelly school major? I was. <laughs> <laughs> Till K two hundred one. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> what are you? What are you majoring in now? In biology. Jesus, that's not a that's not an easy path. I like science more than I liked uh, business. What, what uh, you know, if you're going down a rabbit hole on Reddit or something like that, in biology or I mean, what what is it? Uh, um, an area within biology that interests you? Did you like d- dissecting frogs in high school? Where did where does the the interest focus? I don't know. I think I want to use it more of as like a, I'm interested in science. I've always, I'm mostly interested in earth sciences though. And I want to hopefully be able to use it to work outdoors and maybe be like a, like a biological surveyor at like national parks or something. Wow. Very cool. Have you been to several national parks? Yeah. Those are fun. We just, I just went with my family up to, uh, uh Oh, where did we go? Sequoia. Sequoia National Forest. If you're ever out in California, it was amazing. So amazing that I forgot the name of it. (laughs) Uh, All right. Well, look, man, the year is right around the corner. Hoosier Hysteria is just a few weeks away. Um, does, Does For you personally, does going into this season just feel different? I mean, obviously, physically, we talked about that. But I imagine your head was swirling a little bit in year one just on getting used to everything. Do you feel like your feet are firmly under you and you have a, a m- more grounded idea of what your role on this team could be? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I have a better idea on what, uh, what my role could be this year, but I mean, we're not there yet. So we'll have to wait and see. Well, and along those lines, just even on the defensive side, which is what so much of the focus was, all in Coach Woodson's first year and will probably be as however long he's coached there. And is that just something where you feel now in terms of the rotations and, and everything, the details he expects from you, is that something that for you and at least the other teammates who are returning from last season, do you guys pretty much have that 
under like under control? Well, I, yeah, I feel like, especially with the guys who were playing last year, and like we're like getting like a bunch of like you know like the starters, those guys. Like they, I mean, they got they got it like on, they got down. I think they know what they're doing. And uh, for a guy like me who I didn't play, I didn't play a whole bunch last year. I feel a lot more confident with the defense than I did last year. Where, like, if I get put in, I know I know what I have to do. Great. Well, we can't wait. Yeah, we can't wait to watch it. Uh, Look, from the moment we first talked to you and talked to people that knew you, we already we we immediately loved your personality because there's no bullshit. You say what's on your mind. It's straight to the point. Uh, You don't play the cliche game, which I love. And it's going to be really fun watching you progress this year. We know it's going to happen. And and we can't wait to watch you out on the court and bring some of that dog and annoy the hell out of the other team because I love players like that. Hopefully I get a chance to do that. All right, man. You be good. We'll be rooting for you. Appreciate it, guys. That was a guest. That was a guest. I mean, look, he is one of one. When we interviewed him when he was still in high school, he just committed and he was just kind of chilling on like a day bed or something back against the wall with the tank top on. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, even even to that, to like this interview with like dropping three F-bombs. Love it. Love it. Not putting on any airs, no presentation. Very comfortable with who he is. Yeah, it's just who he is. I mean, he is just one of one. And look, it it is no surprise that we heard what Trey said because we started hearing that from the coaches too, that, you know, he dealt with mono last year. He got sick again. He, he got a little banged up. Like he just wasn't able to ever get his feet under him. And then he, and then kind of the, the, the tipping point was the tonsils. And by the way, I had to deal with that when I was a kid. Those tonsils collect all of the bad bacteria and stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. so that it it can cause you to just constantly get sore throats, sicknesses that could turn into other things. And so it does seem like getting that done, I mean, to shoot up from 207 to 240 over the course of a summer is unbelievable. Now, you've done that in a weekend in Bloomington, but not the right way. (laughs) But remember when he said that you don't want it to be fat? just fat <laughs> it's just a it's an inner tube of fat <laughs> yeah. right around the belly and hips that's where mine goes so well, yeah i'm not I, that impressed with gaining the weight two pounds a week <laughs> i gained two pounds a meal <laughs> but he he was he was a tall skinny freshman last year and not only did he have trace and race but michael durr was was a real big boy that could get in there and spell those and guys. a senior and is and a senior right so I, I do think it's almost like this toy that's been wrapped under the Christmas tree for for a, a whole year and that the health um, issues you pointed to, uh, everything just sort of was like, oh, yeah, we actually. And in fact, I remember when we started going after Logan and you were so excited because of everything that was written about him and the measurables and the whole thing. And then as soon as we got him, I forget who the next guy was that was already like teed up that we all wanted to get, but it was like, it kind of all happened so quickly and successfully. Like everybody just immediately moved on. And, and it was probably we- Trey Kaufman. Yeah, it probably was Trey. And, and, and so, well, it turns out Logan was the one we should have kept being excited about. And I am pumped to see what this guy really uh, has to, to offer out on the floor, because I think it's considerable. And I, I think if the coaches didn't believe that, that would have been very clear to him and he would no longer be a Hoosier. So I think he, it's, it's, it's not, it's a two-way street. You know, he wanted to remain there in large part because he knows he is valued by this coaching staff, and that's exciting for all of us. And he's got a potential for a giant future at Indiana. I mean, look, we didn't land Arrington Page. They were going after another big man. They're going after guys in the 24 class, trying to get somebody to reclassify. But we lose the entire front court next year, the entire starting front court in race and trace. And those are two guys who play 30 minutes a game or more. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, you have Malik, but we need bodies down there. So the future for Logan is his to take. And if you've got a six foot 10 guy who can defend in the big 10 and has a good motor who can just run and get garbage points, that is a huge asset off the bench. And, and we know from watching college basketball, 
there's going to be foul trouble. There's going to be an injury that prevents somebody from playing every game. There's going to be opportunity for a guy like Logan to show that he has value this year where there wasn't last year. There will be this year. And then the sky's the limit, and it's all up to him. Well, and a lot of the hand-wringing with looking forward to the 23 class and that we've missed a lot of our very specific targets there is you want to start piecing together what this team looks like next year. And when you think about, could it be him and Malik at the four and the five? You're like, well, that's going to be able to keep us competitive in the Big Ten for sure. You know, everything we've we've actually really just heard about both of them because we haven't really seen it. But for that to be a reality in 2023, they've got to get some, they've got to log some minutes this season and, and get up to speed. So when the b- baton is passed to them, they're ready to go. Yeah, I also think that race played too many minutes last year. And at the end of the year, he was gassed. I mean, you could just see it at the end of that year in the Big Ten tournament and then out in Dayton and then out in Portland. He was gassed and it wasn't fair to him. I mean, a lot of times he's playing against a five that he shouldn't be playing against. Well, cut his minutes by six to seven to eight minutes and spread them over Malik and give Logan a chance and give Trace a little bit more of a blow. Keep those guys fresh for the long haul, because we know this team is not playing for November. This team is playing for late March and April. That's what this team has a chance for. And to do that, you better have guys that can keep your other dudes fresh and they can show a lot during that time. And one of the many advantages of having an NBA head coach as your college head coach is he's, he knows about minutes about making sure guys um, have a, the, the, in NBA, it's what it's it's a full third of the season if you make it through the NBA playoffs. It's almost right, it's almost thirty right. percent so more games. So it's not as extreme. There's not as many games and not as long as a postseason. Um, but Coach Woodson saw that firsthand last year, and I'm sure, uh, hopefully, if not him, somebody's mentioned to him what you just said, and that that's something we're like, okay, well, let's start managing these minutes so we're we're all at our absolute best condition heading into March. And I really hope we get to see these guys play against the shit teams. Like we play good teams early on, so we need to get a rhythm going, but I want to see in the bad games, these guys play. So I'm excited. Follow us on Twitter at Hoosier hysterics for the hysterics. No E no I, but the sometimes sometimes why my way of doing it's much better. I am going to try to not injure myself between now and our next one. Make sure you go to HHNIL.com, contribute to the basketball collective or the football collective. Do we need to start a collective for your medical bills? Or are you? Okay? Yes. Yes. <laughs> From the halls of assembly, you'll hear a screaming shout. I love of Indiana is manic and devout. Everything I do, we discuss in unique manner. We won't be satisfied until we hang another banner. Us two goofy guys go by names of Ward and Eric. And as you probably know by now, we're Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Hoosier Hysterics. Some people just know there's a better way to do things. Like bundling your home and auto insurance with Allstate. Or hiring someone to move your piano instead of doing it yourself. So, do things the better way. Bundle home and auto and save up to 25% with Allstate. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.